This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. From the ArmeniaProud.com studios. Genatsat Hayed. This is a toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. A comprehensive look at the Armenian culture only on lineupmedia.fm. Hello and welcome to another episode on Armenia Proud Toast to Armenia. This is the segment with Anush where I get to typically talk with wine professionals or winemakers or people who are in the wine industry. Today I have a very special guest, a very good friend of mine, whom we... Um, have organized a wine event, but he does much more than wine. And today I have Stepan Parteman. Hi, Stepan. Paris Luis. Paris Luis, how are you? I'm fine. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> we are doing well. We are doing very well. I wanted today to talk about two things um, mm-hmm. Guinea Fest, this amazing event that took place May 19th, but also a very important project for you. Mm-hmm. That's uh, um, that you have created. Um, so let's start with Guinea Fest because it's fresh and um, it just finished. But people are still in awe. They are so excited. They had an amazing time. So, mm-hmm. what is your take on the Guinea Fest this year? What do you think how it went? Well, usually uh, people with ideas they create different thing, different elements. Some for the intention of making money. Others they just want to do something. The purpose of Kini Fest was very clear from the beginning, two years ago. It was to introduce Armenian wine to the general public. And I, usually I go with the, uh, the phrase that says, uh, praise means nothing if not equated with money. So we can say the Armenian wine is the greatest one on the planet, but if it doesn't sell, it has no value. Absolutely. And for it to sell... The marketing concept is for people to taste it. We Armenians don't have that initiative of letting give things for free in the business world. So uh, the last six years where the Armenian wine became a dominant uh, wine in the wine industry throughout the world, uh, here in the U.S. we are still behind. And the U.S. has a major wine consumer uh, base and f- for whatever reason, even the Armenian winemakers in Armenia have more interest in Europe and Asia than in America. I, so, I, I think, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. I think it's more of an ease because it's easier to penetrate to Russia and, uh, and, um, Europe. and Europe. But I think they do look to United States and I think this is an event mm. that is, they're happy about that's kind of getting yeah. them going. Well, see, right now it was interesting that the first year people were hesitant, the second year more people became more uh, uh, in 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 liking of what's going, and I know next year it's going to be more. This year we had three Armenian winemakers fly mm-hmm. from Armenia and come over here, and we had almost 20 wineries all combined, from which 17 were f- from Armenia, and they had their distributors locally. And the distributors are very happy right now because it was another place where they can showcase their wines that they want to sell mm-hmm. and the consumer was there. So as you know we worked together on this thing and the purpose was not just to an event 
but to make the industry know about Armenian wine. And you invited so many Somalis and restaurateurs. I invited other people. And the positive reaction of what they have said mm -hmm. is by itself is a million dollar in the bank. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I know uh, lots of people like to have the million dollar in the bank, but mm -hmm. if you don't have the consumer to supply you with more millions, then it's not, it's not doing anything for you. So we were successful. Uh, because the product is good. Mm -hmm. The consumer who, who attended was very good consumer. It was the cream, the top of the cream, what they say, the cream of the crop, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then uh, the vendors were happy. Uh, this year, we extended invitation to caterers too. And we had two ex extraordinary caterers, the uh, Virtuos Kitchen and the 17 events uh, uh, and catering, who did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, over seven, 600 people, 650 people attended the event in one take where the facility can accommodate only like 400 yeah. people. It, it was a lot of people. How important do you think was having um, actually the winemakers or winery owners be present at the event and connect to the consumer? It is the most important thing because um, today's consumer is much smarter than any consumer throughout history. Uh, they want to know the person who is behind that idea because wine, it is not that there is uh, grapes and you can make wine. Mm -hmm. uh, just like last year, um, um, a very important individual told me that um, it's interesting that every Armenian winery has a history behind it. Absolutely. There is a story behind it. So people want to see the person, why has he called that wine that name? Mm -hmm. Why he's doing it in this region of Armenia? Yeah. What is the history of traditionally what they have done and how they're doing it right now. And yes, the distributor or the spokesperson can say something about it, but the one maker who is actually, his hands is in the dirt mm -hmm. in Armenia, who's collecting the grapes and his employees are doing everything, uh, is more passionate to explain about it. And yeah. we witnessed that thing by when an amazing young kid, I call him kid because he's he, only 20, yeah. 28 years old and I'm 56, uh, Carlin, Carlin from Tushpa, mm -hmm. he was there and he was talking about his family's history of mm -hmm. winemaking. I think everyone brand. fell in love with him. Everyone is like, want to take a picture with him <laughs> yes. and they loved his wine. Yeah. So I think in the future, if more winemakers attend, mm -hmm. it's going to be more successful and means of uh, passing on the knowledge, passing on the information mm -hmm. to the consumer and to the restaurateurs and the yeah. Somalis. One more thing is that because Garland's wines were not available in Los Angeles and yeah. through the Guinea Fest, right? Yeah. Through the Guinea Fest. Yeah, he, he already he has a contract. His, yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he has a distributor right now locally. Mm -hmm. uh, Lebanese Arak Company mm -hmm. uh, products are become, have become his distributors. He made that deal when uh, Garo from Lebanese Arak Company products was there and he was there. Yeah. They spoke to each other. He spoke to other people. So here is it's the networking. Exactly. Besides the consumer, who's kind of, the consumer is only offsetting the expenses of having a facility and the tables and the chairs and the, every other expense that there is. Yeah. But it is the networking. The trade networking is what it has become. So here is a combination of a trade show and a consumer show mm -hmm. in one place where this 
this year we even had people dancing on the floor. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, the music was so... I mean, the whole atmosphere, the, um, everyone was saying that, especially for people who were the first time, they, they couldn't believe the energy. They were so happy because everyone was in a good mood. Everyone was positive. No one was drunk. Yeah. And that's the thing about, you know, people who like wine, they... Um, pace themselves they know how to enjoy the exactly. wine it's it's a different um, setting and everyone was happy the music was great the, food the was energy good. The, the energy, energy was, was amazing there. yeah all of the 600 people there or more than 600 people uh, their energy was a positive energy mm -hmm. i did not hear anybody come and say oh this is something not good this is yeah. something usually we tend as human beings we tend to go after the negatives more, absolutely yeah uh, and talk about the negatives uh, but at this event people were happy the energy was there the carpets were all over the place which um, i believe that each of those carpets present positive energy because mm -hmm. there are Armenian carpets some 100, 200 years I was, old. I was going to talk about that part as well because this year we didn't have just wine and spirits and food incorporated but you also incorporated an Armenian marketplace where you had traditional carpets vendor yeah. and other organizations. Well, what, what's this, what's well, the idea behind that? The idea is when you, when you have the potential of having 600 people in a location and all those 600 people are the people who have interest in Armenian identity and Armenian products, mm -hmm. is uh, I invited all the, no, not all, but some of those nonprofits who I believe in their mission mm -hmm. or what they're doing, and I told them, here is a table for you. Come display your literature. Ask people for donations. Tell them what you're doing because I'm bringing these 600, over 600 people to enjoy Armenian identity. Mm -hmm. So that was... That was it's uh, okay. It's a podcast, so yeah. we have a car here, whatever. It's okay. Those are, their people are hungry. They want to have something to eat. Yeah. It's the lunch truck that came on the street. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, because there are some workers working over there. They're human beings. We should go out and offer them some wine. So, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the invitation was to Armenian nonprofits from Armenia mm -hmm. and from Los Angeles. Uh, I, the event, KiniFest, is the subsidiary of the General Life Project that's mm -hmm. going to happen in Armenia. And uh, as human beings tend to do something for themselves only, uh, I usually like to do everything for everybody else. So KiniFest was the place for me to solicit funding for my uh, General Life Project, mm -hmm. but I wanted other Armenian organizations to be there equally as present as I think I wasn't, General I wasn't that present there, but for them to be there and solicit from people, uh, because I believe support, in yeah. well, the support. Valan uh, Tekeyan has a famous poem, Hashve Hartar. Hashve Hartar, Gyankits in the inch manats, inch for the urishin, mian ein manats. What is left yeah. to me from life is what I have given to others. To others yeah. That is the principle I live on this planet. So I always want to give to others. Even though I don't have that much, I like to give the opportunity, the place, and the work, and the knowledge so that they can thrive mm -hmm. and become better. So Kini Fest is the anchor of fundraising for the General Life Project, which mm -hmm. is a General Life Center which will open up on April 24th mm -hmm. next year, 2020, in Armenia. Uh, 
And what, what is? Hold on. Uh, we we recorded this. This is the second time. But yeah. what? What does the word Genolive mean and who created that, who came up with that, for those who don't know? Genolive is a term which is the opposite of the genocide. Mm -hmm. Uh, I created it some 15 years ago, but everybody made fun of me. And because of my persistence, and I think right now it's going to become a dominant name, because others started appreciating it, so Mm Armenia is going to appreciate it too. But regardless of that negative feeling of me regarding how we can't appreciate what's among us, is uh, genocide means the killing of the gene. Mm-hmm. Geno life is the living of the gene. Mm-hmm. For every action, there is a positive and negative reaction. And my philosophy is, why concentrate on the negative when there is the positive? Now, people might get mad at me by saying that whatever happened in 1915 yeah. was not the only negative. It, it didn't only present negative. Yes, it was very bad. We were scattered all over the world, but we got educated we were given opportunities to excel because if we stayed in our land, people disagree on this thing with me, but it's okay. This is my opinion. If we stayed in our land, it would have been exactly what it is right now. When you go to our land right now, uh, it is not that we are smarter than they are not because opportunities were not there. Mm -hmm. But when we were kicked out of our land, I'm going to say it very tough like that, we were kicked out, we came to... America, we, we went to Europe, we went to Asia, we went to so many other places. Uh, we were given the opportunities to excel, to get educated and excel. And today, throughout my research, I see Armenian genocide survivors who have contributed back to humanity. And the General Life Center is celebration of the Armenian genocide survivors and their descendants who got educated and who presented to the 7.5 billion people innovations, Mm -hmm. technology that uh, every individual on the planet is benefiting from. So the General Life Center will be a showcase in Armenia. It will be a small storefront. Is it a museum? I can't call it a museum because... It, is, it will be a small storefront uh, okay. where my, I'll be conducting my research because I tried that thing in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and I couldn't succeed because the expenses are very high. I see. In Armenia, the expenses won't be high for me to rent a store. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be on the major street. Yeah, Some place where I can sit down and hire two young people to do some research just as I do mm-hmm. and display on a monthly basis one individual who has benefited the 7.5 billion inhabitants of planet Earth. And we have a lot of those. I already have my four years each month, one individual. individual. So give us one person, for example, like someone that, something that we use on daily basis and we don't know that an Armenian is behind that. Well, there are so many. Just, just one. Just one. Uh, well, everybody, no, I don't think everybody knows about, actually here, not everybody knows that the cell phones that we use today, mm-hmm. which includes a transmitter and a receiver, mm-hmm. it is a microtransmitter and micro receiver that was invented by microtransmitting pioneer Edward Koyanjian. Wow. Okay? Because of his invention, mm-hmm. today the whole planet is utilizing 
the microtransmitters and microreceivers in so many aspects. I'm gonna, I mentioned the cell phone because it yeah. is the most commercialized. But, but this is not only you saying because you heard it somewhere. You no. have actual it, The research proof. is based, yeah. The, yeah. Re the research are based on biographies mm -hmm. or on patents. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have downloaded all the patents for those individuals from the U.S. archives. My research is more based on the U.S. population. Yeah. But it's so interesting that in the last 50 years, more U.S. citizens have contributed to humanity than any other culture. Because yeah. the way we do things in America is totally different than any other country. Yeah. Yes, the Soviet Union has done the Germans have done, the, mm -hmm. um, the French have done, the Asians have done it. But here in the U.S., you see that all those individuals have done something that the whole planet utilizes. There's more possibilities here, more exactly. opportunities. So now I'm leaving the country of possibilities and moving to Armenia on July 2nd mm -hmm. so that on April 24, 2020, I open up the General Life Center mm -hmm. and then come back on May, beginning of May, mm -hmm. so that we can have the Kini Fest on May 31st, Sunday, May 31st, I'll have one month for me physically being in the U.S. to work on the project. Meanwhile, everything else will be done virtually yeah. because the universe right now is so small yeah. that we can do so many things virtually. And uh, the income of the KiniFest 2020 will be 100% utilized for the General Life Center. Therefore, it will be less asking from people to donate. The, the concept of nonprofits mm -hmm. uh, has turned into the idea of you go and ask people for donation. And uh, it is, if it's a sad story, your return on the asking is almost 90%. Yeah. Everybody will donate for any sad story. Unfortunately, my stories are all happy stories. So the return on my asking people to donate for those stories is almost 15%. So therefore, I have created this business concept of KiniFest. People come, pay money to get in, drink, enjoy, and then whatever is left from the ex after the expenses mm -hmm. will be utilized for the, for the maintenance and operation of the General Life Center in Armenia. Now, people want to donate yeah. better because I can always hire more people. By the way, uh, in the English language, you can research the U.S. patents, but you need somebody who is very fluent in Russian yeah. to be able to do his research in the Russian archives. Absolutely. You need somebody fluent in Ger the Ger German, German language. or French. Or French, yeah. so that they do research over there. So this is a huge undertaking that mm -hmm. I'm going to do. And as I always say, it has a happy ending. It is not all those sad endings that we are so proud of. Uh, I have always said that we as Armenians are, always get happy with our sad stories and we get sad with our happy stories. And we can, you can see those things every April 24. People will be clapping for every sad story presented. But nobody wants... And then when I tell them about Armenian contributions to humanity, they say, okay, or it becomes enough of talking about what we have done. Yeah. But it is, I, I, it is I, a fact. Yeah, but I, I have to a, a little bit, I mean, agree and disagree to the standpoint that Armenians love to 
uh, tell everyone how much we have done. You know, even though you know yeah, but, you might not. But have we don't. We don't do have the proofs for it. It is just like yeah, exactly. We, we are just uh, like any other nationality, any yeah. other ethnic community, any slave mentality population will always strive to say they have done something. Yeah. Now. We have the proofs for it, but we don't look into it because we as humans, we have no time to dig into those things. What I have done, I have done those research. And it's so unfortunate that people utilize this information sometimes in a very wrong way too. I mean, there are so many... uh, In Armenia, there are so many uh, videos and things about Armenians who have done contributed, Contributed, but it's the wrong information in there. I mean, they present a picture of an individual who created the four pin mm-hmm. in the Luther Simjian's ATM machine. Yeah. And they show his picture as he's the Luther Simjian. But he is Lord, I forgot his name, who created the four uh, code, the four pin numbers that utilized on the... Because Luther, Luther Simjian did not... He created the ATM machine, yeah. but did not create the password to go in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's interesting, every Armenian creation or invention is based on the trust, the trust factor. Like the newspaper stands mm-hmm. right now in the U.S. or all over the world. Uh, you put the quarter, open up a box, and you can pull as many newspapers you want. Any vending machine, you put the quarter or whatever, right now is a dollar or five, yeah. and then it opens up a box that you can pull something. Only invention, one. The invention is Jack Halebian. Uh, from Orange County, and uh, he has done it with the idea of the trust that people will just put one quarter and pick up one newspaper. Yeah. So That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So there are so many people who have affected people on this planet, and we need to celebrate those. Therefore, if we do our celebration instead of commemoration, the universe, not even the planet Earth, but every other uh, planet who are in- inhabited by people... Uh, will be happy. And I always make a joke about uh, creation of the universe or the cl- creation of planet Earth. Uh, it was done by Armenians from another planet. <laughs> the uh, popu- population on planet Earth did not start from Adam and Eve. Yeah. It started from aliens who were Armenians because <laughs> we are the oldest DNA on this planet. Yeah. Our language is the oldest language which right now in Armenia they're working on demising it and <coughs> Bastardizing it with, Lat- I mean, with English words, as if those English words are purely Armenian. So there are so many things that I can talk about, but right now let's concentrate on, on the, the positive aspect of Kini Fest. So for the listeners, you know, if they want to find out more about your project, they want to read more about these amazing individuals who contribute to the humanity, yeah. amazing Armenians who persevered yeah. genocide, who succeeded and contributed. Yeah. Well, see, right now I'm creating the genolive.org, genolive.com, genolive.org, okay. which will have information there. But I have another Another website called armenianinventors.org. Okay. I have few information there. Then my books, yes, we have. I have over some 800 information in there. In my laptop and my hard drive, I have over 2,000 people in the U.S., and I'm still getting more. And remember, this is only based on the U.S., So the more I start digging in other countries' archives, the more people will come up. So uh, I'll be announcing a major website which will have all this information, the accurate information with their patents, and it is not that somebody said. My grandfather one day told me that this person did this. No, 
Yeah. I don't care about my grandfather as much as he was a good man. Yeah. I don't care about him saying that. Yeah, I go after facts, and then there's another app that's coming. It's already in existence, but it has some problems. We'll fix it, called April 24th, which will have all those information in there, and it's free. Yeah. So that people can have it and at any argument, because people love to argue. Whenever you tell them, by the Armenians way... Armenians love to argue. Well, humanity loves to argue. <laughs> yeah, and then, that's true. And then every ethnic community is going to claim that this is done by them. Yeah. So I'm providing this app where the patent will be in there. I mean, the website is kind of... But the app is much easier because more consumers utilize mobile devices than... Uh, laptops or computers for their re, uh, for their presentation or spending time on. Yeah. So therefore, they'll have the picture of the individual, his story, and the patent of the automatic transmission by Oscar Banker Asadur Sarafian. So no one can come and claim the Germans have created the automatic transmission, which very intellectual Armenian told me that. Mm -hmm. And I left him uh, argue with me for at least half an hour, and he was so adamant about that he is right and I'm wrong, where at the end of the half an hour I present him my book mm -hmm. and I opened up the page where the US patent of 1927-28 to Oscar Banker says automatic transmission. And his claim was, after World War II, the Germans created the automatic transmission. Yeah. So uh, I love to present facts, and that's what I'm so doing. So your books, you still have the books there available for people to buy? Yeah, the books are available to buy. Now, on July 2nd, I'll be moving out of Los Angeles to Armenia. Mm -hmm. uh, mailing them will be very hard for me from Armenia to do that thing. So Aubrey Bookstore in Glendale yeah. will carry, okay. and they can purchase it from Aubrey Bookstore, their website, and their... Okay. So Direct basically, my theory of Tsertramov becomes yeah. they buy the books yeah. from Aubrey. Aubrey makes the money and then sends me my portion of the money, and I spend it in Armenia on General Life Center. Yeah, yeah. Well... Stefan, we can talk forever. Um, there is so much to talk. You do so much. Um, so many amazing projects that, you know, and one leads to another. They are all continuations of each other. Um, I'm very thankful for you including me to the Guinea Fest. This is something that I love. I love wine and mm. I love Armenia. And well, together by the way, combined. I know nothing about wine. <laughs> well, you have me too. Exactly. Yeah. And here is where Armenians need to use each other. When I yeah. say use, it doesn't uh, mean yeah, I, in, in a, a bad way. In a positive, in a positive way. way. I had an idea. I know nothing about it. I'm not the typical Armenian that I'm going to do everything myself. I am the Armenian who gives opportunity to the winemaker or the person who has interest in wines to do the wine. Now, Genolive is my forte, is my knowledge. Yeah. Uh, I will teach other kids in Armenia how to do their research on finding individuals and their contribution and the criteria. Because there are so many people who have invented so many things, mm -hmm. but it has either helped them yeah. or their immediate surrounding people. But my target is the 7.5 billion people on the planet. So uh, I'm thankful that you are part of the group. And then I think now <clears throat> I'm getting more people to help me administratively. Absolutely. Uh, because whoever attended Kini Fest, they saw that there were only a bunch of, like, handful people working yeah. on this thing. And it, was, it went amazingly smooth, smooth and flawless. But... Um, we will start creating committees. Yeah. Uh, each will be tasking in different aspects. And as I said, <clears throat> my philosophy is praise means nothing if not equated with money. So I'm not looking for volunteers. 
in the future, uh, based on whatever income we'll have, I'll be looking for people professionally working on the Kini Fest and making it uh, a unit by itself to create more money. Yeah. Because uh, a volunteer will help once, twice, three times, but then a typical Armenian thing will say, and then praise means nothing yeah. if not equated with money. I, I, absolutely. I, I agree with that. But when the project is just at its infancy, I think everyone is willing to um, do everything uh, above and yeah. beyond to make it successful, especially if there is passion and yeah. love for it. Yeah. Well, I can say the first year was an experiment. The second year, we we dug the ba- the ground, yeah, the foundation. The foundation. We laid the foundation. We laid, we laid the foundation. Yeah. And I think the third year will be uh, what the high rise building. Yeah, so it, it, it totally. If, yeah. Or the fee- or the freeway. Just like uh, Stepan Stepanian back in uh, 1916 uh, had invent. Actually, he got his 1916 copyright of the concrete the cement the truck that rolls in the concrete oh okay the, okay. the turning the, the turning turner, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting that he presented it early on and then they denied him the right mm-hmm. and then uh, somebody embezzled on the invention and presented it and then he sued them and i think it's the first intellectual property lawsuit in the u.s history where he was able to obtain it in the 19 in 1920s mm-hmm. And in 1950s, he was given the honor, uh, the title by the concrete mixing, the concrete industry, as the man who made the U.S. stand on solid grounds. Wow. Because if he didn't invent the, the, tr- the truck... That's like, like literally and... Yeah. Uh, uh, so to all the people who think that I'm the negative person towards Armenians, I'm the negative person towards the stupid Armenians, but the smart ones, I praise them. So... We're not going well, We're only talking about smart and yeah, happy Armenians. I know, today. but see, but reality is the <laughs> other way too. Yeah. So, uh, the reason he, they, he was given the title of the man who made the U.S. stand on solid grounds is if he didn't invent the, the mixing truck, there would not be highways and high risers. Yeah. Okay, and today the whole planet utilizes what he has done in the early 1900s. Amazing. Another genocide survivor settled in the U.S. I don't think if he stayed in the Western Armenia, he would have able done anything Amazing. like that. Yeah. So, again, it is celebration of our contributions to humanity just because our DNA is the oldest DNA and it's proven. Our language is the oldest language and that is proven. And today we're just becoming just commoners which I'm trying to show to the world that we are not just commoners, we are the royalty of the planet Earth. All right, well, cheers to that. Thank you, Stepan, so much for everything. I wish you lots of success with the General Life Project. I'm positive that it's going to be great. Yes. You are going to have a wonderful time in Armenia, and um, I'm going to see you in September. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and he- here is another joke I make. Uh, on planet Earth, everybody works for 11 months and takes a vacation for one month. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my, at, at age 56, I realized that I need to work one month and then enjoy Armenia for 11 months. Yeah. And wow. it, it will be the party, Luis that I'll be passing on to every other individual on this planet. That's amazing. Barilu Stepan, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
Today, I have not one, but three awesome, amazing guys who are in the wine, and I have a very special guest as well. Um, I have Anna Hachikian from the Armenian Report, and we have uh, Greg from Karin Wines, we have Ararat from Voskeni, and we have Garland from Tushpa. This is an amazing and exciting uh, episode, and I can't wait for you guys to hear their stories and what's going on. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hello. How's it going? Hi, Hi everybody. Thank you guys for joining in. This is such a great idea. Actually, I was going to um, uh, do an individual interviews with you, but I was talking to Anna, and, and Anna suggested, she said, why don't we like hop on all on the call and then share and uh, uh, talk that way. I think it's a great idea. So, um, yeah, thanks for doing this, Anush. This is wonderful. I can't wait to hear what everyone has to say about Guinea Fest. So, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, this is this is going to be a summary of the Guinea Fest that took place May 19th. Guinea Fest is the um, Armenian uh, Wine and Spirit Festival, and this was the second year that we held it in Glendale in the Chevy Chase Country Club. And Last year we had about 250 to 300 people. This year it was the double the amount, and we had special um, visits from Armenia. Garland came and Ararat and Amy, uh, as well. So I wanted guys to um, get your feedback about the festival. You know, how did you, um, what did you expect to see, and uh, how it went. So. Um, <coughs> Let's let let's start with Greg because Greg was from here. His travel was the shortest. Greg from Karin <laughs> yes. It was yeah. the most beautiful drive down, I'm sure. It, it, yeah, it was an amazing, Greg amazing journey. Paradise. Yeah, the experience actually blew me away. To be honest with you, I've worked for other uh, large wineries in California in the industry, and I've participated in a lot of uh, in a lot of uh, uh, events before. But uh, my expectation was like, you know, I'll just come in, I'll do my thing. But yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Anush, uh, your and Stepan's uh, organization of this was beyond my what I could have expected. The networking that I got both in terms of opening up my eye about the Armenian wine in general and uh, what I did for my wine as well was phenomenal. So it was, yeah, and uh, the energy level was awesome. The, the amount of enthusiasm into the Armenian wine, like people curious about what Armenian winemakers are doing domestically, predominantly in Armenia, of course, as well. Um, yeah, that was, yeah. Greg, uh, you, tell, uh -huh. tell us about your wine <coughs> as well, because uh, just, just, just briefly, you know, what do you do? Where is your wine? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, uh, my wine is called Karin Wine, and we are from Lodi, California, so an Appalachian in the Northern California side of uh, the wine industry, kind of south of Sacramento, Central Valley-ish. Um, I produce two wines currently, you know, a few more to come this year, and it's, it was the two wines that I debuted at the festival was the my white wine, which was the youngest, which is the Viognier. It's a French varietal, and then also a Malbec, another French varietal, much more known in Argentina nowadays. So those are those those are my two babies at the festival, and uh, the reception was phenomenal. I, it, you know, as a winemaker, you always, you know, you you craft your wine, you make your stuff, you do things the way that you want to do, it, and you hope, um, you know, everything turns out phenomenal, and you have your own opinion of your wine. But to have that many people 
at one time tasting your wine and giving you instant feedback, that was probably like the best That's a winemaker could yeah a winemaker could ask for. That is so awesome. <clears throat> so uh, a question following up: Are you coming next year? Are you participating in Guinea Fest 2020? Uh, absolutely, I will. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Um, let's let's switch it to Garland. Garland, this was your first time in United States. Yeah, yeah, that welcome, that was Garland. my first time. Yeah, hello, <laughs> hello, and welcome. So tell us, tell us yeah. about um, your wine, your wines, um, and and your winery. Where is it located? And your mm -hmm. experience as coming first time and participating in this type of event in United States for the first time. How 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 did it feel to you? Uh, well, uh, so the winery is uh, my family's winery. It's located in Arad Valley, so uh, in Armenia. So uh, our ancestor from Van, we are from Van. In Armenia, we say we are Vanity. So mm -hmm. that's why the winery is called Tushpa. So Tushpa formerly has been the the capital city of Van of Uratu mm -hmm. Kingdom. So. Uh, Currently, we have uh, three wines, but during the event, we had uh, two wines, the red one and white wine. So, uh, yeah, it was my first visit in United States, and it was like uh, full of adventures there. It was not just a visit there. And Guinea Fest was, was very nice. It was great event. It was a great day. It was uh, that day... It was not for me. It was not just consumer event, but also I met few distributors, importers there, and I had few business conversations. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, it was a great opportunity for me to to meet the consumers, Californian, Armenian consumers there, and see uh, the market there. And actually. I didn't expect to see such a great Armenian communities there. Really. <laughs> yeah, Why? we have very, <laughs> we have very uh, bright, nice people there. <clears throat> and the most interesting uh, thing for me was that those Armenians there are not isolated inside Armenian, just in Armenian society. You know, community. Yeah. Are, yeah. Yeah. And that is very good because I think uh, this community, Armenian producers can help to like to go from early adopters to mainstream markets. So mm -hmm. we should yeah. like consider this fact and we can take advantage of this. Yeah. Uh, ab absolutely. So. Uh, so your wine wasn't available in um, in um, Western Mar I mean West West yeah. West United Western United States. Um, yeah. But yeah, now uh, it currently, is. Yeah, currently uh, our wines are only available in East Coast mm -hmm. of US, but soon, very soon, uh, we will be available in West Coast as well. So we just started to work on that after the Guinea Fest. Amazing. Because, uh, yeah, I have a lot of, you know, opportunities there. And really, it was very useful for us, really. Godlan, um, quick question yeah, for and you. And soon when we will be say, available. Um, I guess around September, uh, our wines will be there. And you will get the chance to taste it. Awesome. 
when you say available um yeah, yeah, when you say available, are you available yeah. in stores for purchase or also in restaurants for people to try? Uh, well, uh, it will be in restaurants and also it will be available to buy online. So, so uh, the like the okay. the list will be more like I don't have the whole picture how how it will be mm -hmm. distributed and uh, California, but as far as I know, it will be available in many restaurants there, not just Armenian, but also other restaurants, non-Armenian restaurant, and also it will be available online. Awesome. I see. Okay, that's, that's great. Mm -hmm. So cool. the, the, the question, uh, next question is, are you going to be here in 2020? Yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. Because, <laughs> because you know, so at this first visit, it was like to to meet the market. Mm -hmm. But the next visit will be for securing your existing market. So I think we always should participate because this is uh, an opportunity for us to meet in person with the consumers and understand whether they like your wine or don't like or specifically what they like so you can keep the good thing uh, to do continuously yeah you know godland one yeah. thing one thing i can yeah. say is uh what i've been hearing from consumers is they're frustrated because they want really? to really they want to really be able to drink armenian wine buy armenian wine order it at restaurants and it's not available yeah. to them so it makes them really frustrated so uh, I think I a lot of people listening are gonna are gonna want to know when, how, as soon as possible, yeah, so, where. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, you know, uh, the listeners can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It's it's called Tushba Wines in both places. But when it will be? It will be uh, in September, mm -hmm. around September. Yeah. 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 And then it's up to the uh, uh, distributors to do the placements to the stores and uh, yeah. the restaurants. So it's it's like a, 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 a process that they have to go through. But I'm sure we will course, have yeah. uh, updates and stuff. So, yeah. um, okay. Uh, thank you so much for your uh, feedback. Uh, let's switch thank it you. now to Ararat. Ararat, um, it was so great to see you. Your visit was a little bit um, unexpected, and but you did it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, actually, I wasn't going. <laughs> I, I I didn't want. Um, I I wanted to be here, but my schedule was a bit different, so I changed my tickets and uh, took part in this wonderful event. Thank you for um, this amazing organization, especially for to you, Anna and Stepan. I think that this Ginifest gonna be as successful as in year one. We have year one wine days when from different countries people come to Armenia just um, uh, to try, uh, just we arrange an e event when we close big, big street mm -hmm. and all winemakers and the best restaurants have their um, parts in it and the participants pay a ticket and enter the big aisle when can just try different wines taste the armenian cuisine and th this was so exciting a successful event and 
uh, it, it's going to be like sta state patronage event. So I think Guinea Fest ha has the same uh, signal uh, for for, uh, for for you guys because uh, it's growing dramatically, like from 200 people to mm -hmm. 600, as far as I know. And uh, it's it going to be not like part only part of the Chevy Chase Country Club, but it would be good to make it a city-wise, like uh, at least Glendale-wise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, an, that, that's an amazing um, uh, uh, suggestion, recommendation. But yes, next year we are not, uh, unfortunately, we will be unavailable to do it in the Chevy Chase Country Club. It's going to be in a bigger place because we cannot fit I mean, just basic math. We math. We had 700, 600 people. It's going to be doubled. So yes, the location is going to be much bigger. Ararat, why don't you tell about your um, your winery where you are located, as well, and uh, then um, I built. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I will say so. Um, our winery is in Armenia and uh, actually we are in California already with uh, Stepan Bagdasarian, winesofarmenia.com and just feel free to check. Uh, he has amazing Armenian wines and a good shipment through uh, all California and I think is one of the most effective prices. Um, and also the wines are presented in different um, stores like John's uh, uh, or some restaurants. So um, actually Armenian wines are doing really good here. And what is really good uh, is to, to get to know people like Greg and uh, several other winemakers who are Armenian origin but working in local wineries. I think it's it's amazing because we kept something to exchange uh, between us because uh, Californian experience is uh, something which we can be uh, utilized in Armenia as well. So, oh. and there you go. We need an exchange of the winemakers. You know, Greg, yeah, we need to ship you there to um, do a season and the crush, and then we need them to come here and then work with you in the oh, winery. that would be awesome. That would be amazing. And yes, the, the idea was always there is, you know, all Armenian winemakers need to network with one another because we're part of, even though we're part of the California terroir, right? But we're part of the same ecosystem altogether. So that's kind of my idea. Actually, we are locally on a quite, a quite communicating quite closely uh, with uh, each other, all winemakers and um, ma major part of um, winemakers are friends. And uh, that would be wonderful to have the communication between Californian winemakers as well. Perfect. So, uh, from a winemakers, uh, wine producer perspective, uh, I, I saw that during Guinea Fest, I got, um, you know, the, the, the important part uh, was to see what the specific of the um, um, preferences in the in taste preference preferences of Californian uh, people. Uh, that, that's a bit different from European. Uh, it's very important because as a producer, we have to do something which is, will be oriented to California and something which will be, uh, something else which will be oriented to, to European customers. Um, and um, back to our story about the uh, Voskeni. Voskeni is uh, one of the um, uh, oldest Armenian wineries, um, you will laugh, but uh, Armenian winemaking industry is quite young. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and uh, I think it 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 has started about 2008, 2007 actually, um, maybe a bit early, but um, through, through uh, th that age started the renaissance of Armenian winemaking, and we uh, entered the market in 2014. Uh, uh, it, it is family owned. Uh, recently, we have. Um, just partnered with Stefan Daran and Kur in consulting. So we have an uh, amazing team of uh, young professionals from Armenia who has uh, educated uh, and practiced, uh, practiced in Germany. They're now back to Armenia. Now they are part of our team and um, also we have international consultants. Our wines have different awards. So uh, I think many, many of the, your, your um the listeners have tried it so yes. hope uh, we will do our, uh, we will do uh, our, our job um good and uh, will make people enjoy uh wines different wines this year we have launched our rosé uh which is called zero rosé we want to share our love oh that's sweet. It zero. that's a great name yeah pretty cool uh, anna and i um uh um were invited and we came to um, Stepan Bardasaran's launch party of Voskeni uh, wines and Old Bridge and we had such a good time and the reception of the wines was amazing. I mean, the people absolutely really loved good. the... Yeah, what was your um, take on it, Anna, with the uh, event? So, um, when Adarat started speaking and he said Voskeni wines, I was like, hmm... I've had that wine and then it hit me like I was like oh that's the wine uh, that's kind of um, thank you again that's how significant for me it was the 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 flavor in it it was so different like for example Tushpa when I think of Tushpa I think of uh, I think I remember having a really light breezy white wine um, it's the feeling right that I remember and, and get and with Greg, with Ghanaian wine, I remember having a really cool, like, chocolatey Malbec, right? So it's the feeling and the and the flavors that I remember. And with uh, Voskeni, that's, I remembered a really uh, deep, um, I don't want to say dark, but like when you're craving like a, like a hard red, <laughs> that's, that was the, I remember having a really good red. Uh, so again, like as a, as a consumer, um, and you know your target demographic, who is who is an, a wine lover, Armenian, and um, you know living abroad, I didn't think of the idea of the collaboration until you just mentioned it. But I think cross pr cross promoting or um, you know collaborating together, like Greg and Arlen or Greg and Arlen, whatever you all of it, when you collaborate together, it you're introducing Greg to the Armenian community and Greg is introducing vice versa. And for me, there's a story there and um, a story and an experience is what sells nowadays. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really good idea. I didn't even think about that, but you should really look into that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, uh, so Ararat, are you coming to 2020? Unifest 2020. <laughs> Absolutely. And I will bring my baby. So um, third generation of winemakers will be there also. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is nice. so cool. That is. Um, 
I, I would I would like you guys to um, share uh, a bit more if you have anything to add. But I wanted to get Anna's um, Anna helped us with the uh, promotion on the Armenian Report, which is an outstanding platform for me um, when it comes to Armenian news. It's uh, through Anna, and I'm not saying this because she's my friend, but it's really uh, a thoughtful, useful, and um, researched information that I like to um, to go to and thank you Anna so much for um, helping us promote uh, Guinea Fest. What was your, you were there in, you, two, in, in the Guinea Fest number one and uh, you were there Guinea Fest number two. What is your feedback? What's your, how did it go? Um, well, Guinea, the first annual Guinea Fest for me was, I had, I didn't know what to expect. Um, so I kind of walked in there blindly um, just ready to support and try wines. But to be honest with you, the Armenian wine I had had was like grape juice. It was very sweet. So I didn't think that I was going to be drinking a lot of wine at the first annual. Mm -hmm. And so I was very pleasantly surprised. So for the second annual, all I kept telling everybody was, no, 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 no. You have no idea. They have really good wine. You have to come try it. It's very different. It's very unique. You need, I, I promise you, you need to come out and try it. And, um, and I thought it was just me who was excited about it, but so many people are excited about it. And there's so much buzz around Armenian wine, um, because people are bombarded with so many different wine companies, bottles, labels, right? So for them to just be like, oh, I just only drink Armenian wine. And the fact that it's good wine, it's great wine. And, um, it just, what people would love to do that I think where they're they're falling short is where do I buy it mm -hmm. how do I get it and people want instant gratification especially here in America when we crave it we want it we want to know we can get it now we don't want to wait so I think it's really important for Armenian wineries to really specify where they they're sold like Adarat said John's Market John's Market is great because if I'm craving Boskeni, if I can just be like, you know what, I'm, I'm in Glendale, I'm just going to pull in, grab a couple of bottles for the weekend. Or I'm in town, like I'm, I'm you know, I'm in Glendale, I'm going to pull in, I'm going to grab a couple of bottles to take to this barbecue with me and introduce it to people. So the Guinea Fest, I, I almost wasn't surprised at how big it was because I felt the buzz and the interest um, just on social media by talking to people because so many people message the Armenian report asking so many questions, which shows curiosity. They're really genuinely interested. Um, but again, um, great job to you and Stepan for putting together a really well-organized event. Um, I think that, yes, we, there were a lot of people there, you know, um, but Again, it's it's a wine event. You should Uber anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no excuse, right? That's true. Can't That's complain true. about parking. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The parking was um, uh, unexpectedly uh, full. It was, it was totally fine. Um, I had I had a friend of mine who lives in the neighborhood who texted me and said, "You guys have taken over my neighborhood." <laughs> <laughs> That and is I amazing. Said, and I said, I told you, I told you I'm there on Sunday. Like, you're going to see us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have been like, I told you. Why aren't you here with us? 
<laughs> that's, that's very true. Um, um, may I ask yeah. you to, yes. to say a few words about the Armenian report? Because uh, uh, some so few uh, independent Armenian media um, uh, state. So if you can just share a bit um, more about your, your project. Yeah, so the Armenian report is only on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, I'm, uh, I have my degree in broadcast journalism and I've worked in various different news outlets in the United States, like CNBC, NBC, ABC, TMZ. So I've made my rounds. And um, when the Velvet Revolution happened, I realized that, uh, especially in the beginning, nobody was talking about it, like major news outlets on here in America. So I began to cover it thinking that no one's going to care except for my non-Armenian followers who are going to be like, oh, what's happening? Because the video, the video visuals of what was happening during the revolution was really interesting. So I didn't have to say much. All I had to do was show the videos. And so it caught on really fast. And then um, it ended, the revolution ended. I stopped and everyone was messaging me saying, and then what? What's happening now? What's happening now? And I was just researching, reading on my own. And I realized people do care and they do want to know. It's just that they're not willing to go, you know, on a website and read a long article. When they watch Armenian TV, they don't really understand the language because it's politics and they're using vocabulary that's really hard to understand. And the other half of the audience, they don't even speak or read, read, write English, uh, Armenian. So they have no idea, but they care. They do care. Um, it's just that it needs to be convenient. And what's convenient is Instagram, Facebook. They're already on these platforms. So um, so you're, you're, you, the Armenian report is where the audience is. You go where your people are. And that's why it's been working. Um, and I also take great pride in fact-checking everything. I want to make sure it's always right because you want to build a reputation where people trust your source. So, um, so that's, that's how the Armenian report came about. Um, it's for English speaking Armenians, young Armenians, um, all over the world. So it gives you the cliff notes, not detailed information, just, Hey, this is what's happening. This is what it means. Thank you. And there's also humor in it too. I love that part because yeah. no matter how, um, uh, how serious the news are and uh, you always find there like something um, to to like you know uh, I mean I still I think I can never forget that strike of the bus drivers <laughs> that, yeah that's you know <laughs> the, the when I the problem with the humor is uh, you make uh, some people laugh and then you offend other people so <laughs> wow. um, so you know with humor comes you people who are offended, but um, but I I can't stop because I then I, then that's not who I am, and yeah. then that's what makes the Armenian report different is because you know anyone could do what I'm doing, but no one can replicate my personality, mm -hmm. and that's what people like. So um, and I have to give them that, even though some people are offended by the humor sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, any guys you have anything to add any recommendations any suggestions for next year by the way i did not announce the date for the 2020 guinea fest is may 31st 
So, wow. yeah. yeah, somebody got excited in the background. <laughs> Someone got really excited. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> voice is just notable from every corner. <laughs> it's May 31st. Yay. All right. Oh, okay. that's a great date. So, marketing your I can jump in for, for, for a second to okay. just make a few commentaries. I noticed that, uh, uh, you know, thanks all around because the, the flow of the event was so effortless. And as someone that grew up in the diaspora, I've organized stuff on many organizational sides. I know how much time it takes. I, I know how much, you know, like uh, dedication it takes. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And make a little hyphenated note. Um, I know you are out there marketing to other wineries. If this podcast reaches other winemakers that are Armenian, uh, you know, American-born Armenian, it's not an if you really, really need to come to this event because this is the platform for our industry, okay? That, I'm not speaking to all of you here. I'm speaking to the other listeners. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And it's, 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 it's for, for me as a winemaker, and I'm not, an, you know, I'm not a winemaker from Armenia. That's even more so important for winemakers from Armenia, right? I saw this ecosystem. And I was like, yes, this is what we need. This is exactly what we need, you know? And it's in the biggest market for Armenians in the world outside of Armenia. Maybe the other biggest one would be like, I don't know, Southern Russia or something like that. But this is LA. This is where we, where, where, you know, where the crowd is. Mm -hmm, so yeah. thank you. Great. And absolutely. If you have, yeah, if you have a winery, it's not an if it's a, when you're going to send that check and make your, you know, whatever. So Greg, anyway. I, I agree. I agree with you because I think that um, if the the number of Armenian winemakers in let's say crowd is double tripled, uh, me walking in, I'm gonna be like, there are this many Armenian winemakers around. Like mm -hmm. you're you're like, oh, okay, they must they must know something, or you know, yeah. it kind of makes a bigger statement, right? Um, before even trying, before even tasting any of the wines. So it, it does make a significant um, impact in, in, in the first initial, um, you know, reaction that you get as a, someone who walks in. So, yeah, you're right. That, yeah, that's and just to kind of. Yeah, absolutely. So this is like phenomenal to begin with. And I'm here in Northern California. I'm not going to mention the nationality. There's a nationality neighboring <laughs> to Armenia that constantly <laughs> does events around me. And I'm like the only lonely Armenian. And this nationality is constantly participating in all sorts of uh, trade and marketing and hosts a bunch of things. There's not a lot of them here in Northern California, but they're active. And like all of the Americans are starting to kind of pick up on their stuff. And I'm like always there as like the Armenian infiltrator, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so these events are very, very, very important. I think all the winemakers from Armenia know which country I'm talking about. But... <laughs> Um, I, I grew up there. Look up my bi biography, um, and it's uh, yeah. These 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 events are beyond important. So thank you, thank you, and I think the participation is going to grow. And the 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 more that we uh, the more crowd that we had, uh, attract, you're going to see non Armenians come, and that's when you kind of kind of struck a gold mine because they're going to start to understand what is Armenian wine, what are what are Armenian winemakers, you know, mm -hmm. and and it's just going to spread. We had, um, I had two um, um, millennial influencers, and I was so excited that they took my invitation and came. They each oh, have... Oh, that's me. I'm one of them, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm a millennial. 
Yes, I had, I had, okay. I had three millennial influencers, but these were, I'm, I'm talking about non, non-Armenian, okay. Non-Armenian, okay. I had two, and there were sommeliers, professors, etc. But those two girls, they came, especially one, she, at the end, she, um, uh, she, did, a, she did a blog post, and she, just reading through her comments, because she's a younger generation and all her followers are as well and they are not really they don't know too much about wine but they know what they like what they don't like so she put a blog post and i just went and read through all the comments and it was amazing how positive their reaction was for her talking about armenian wine and armenian wine festival and she was so excited so she shared it and they all knew and i'm sure next year when she comes uh, her followers are going to come who are who are non-Armenians. So that's that that is so. It's I feel like having them exactly. there. Of course, yeah. Armenians need to come and support. Really but important. having them there, the restaurateurs, the LA um, uh, wine, uh, LA um, newspaper, Los Angeles Times newspaper writer, they all came and they were so pleasantly surprised and excited and amazed. So. It's very. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm just beyond excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I think for next year, it's important um, to do like the most natural marketing possible, which is everybody who was there speak about it and encourage other people to go. Yeah. Even from Armenia, you know, so many Armenians uh, come out here around May, June for summer. You know. Um, they can just come and and attend as well, especially if they're 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 wine lovers. Exactly. I was gonna say uh, for Ararat and Garden, you guys, um, yeah. it's your job to bring more Armenian winemakers with you next year, <laughs> and more yeah. Armenians from Armenia <laughs> with you. I, I I've already started the propagation, so nice. <laughs> you will have some new wineries there next year i think in my opinion uh to just describe the event what gives uh armenian armenian based wineries uh that guinea fest is like gateway to californian market so and guinea fest uh develops the wine ecosystem around us so i think it's a good opportunity for any Armenian-based winery, and also, as we see, Greg is participating. So it's for any Armenian wineries. It's good opportunity for any Armenian wineries to mm-hmm. participate in first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, thank but, uh, you, guys. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. Uh, thank you for uh, for organizing this event. Really, everything was perfect. It was very well organized, and we. Really, everything was awesome. Thank you. Stepan, Stepan Parteman is a, a brilliant man. He yeah. has come up with the idea of Guinea Fest and his organizational skills are amazing. It was very smooth. I can hardly believe that it took only two people, him and myself, and we had few people helping on the day. But basically, it's um, everything... Um, from the year before, we have put like a skeleton there, and the second year it was just uh, doing the same thing again. Um, I had a, a podcast with him, uh, which will be the beginning of this um, when we put it together. 
and uh, <coughs> we are actually going to have a guinea fest committee uh, we will have more people cool. which will because it's, it's it's getting bigger and it just makes sense to um to include more people in the planning and organization and uh, logistics and execution so um definitely things are going to get bigger but they will still be smooth and um mm-hmm. uh, I mean, nothing is perfect, but we will try to keep it as perfect as we can so that everyone in, comes, enjoys, has a great time and good experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just a few words uh, to say, first of all, uh, at Guinea Fest, I'm pretty much sure that we'll grow and be the key event. Uh, sure, April 24 uh, is one of the most important events during uh, in a diaspora life, but I think we need more um, events or days when we just share um, joy and and sort of something very positive. Celebrate the life. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, also this communication between diaspora and Armenia, um, they they will be more intense during these events. Um, As I said before, uh, it, it is um, it, it is very okay. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. Uh, yeah, these events uh, are very important. And uh, in uh, in Armenia, we have the Yerevan Wine Dance. During that event, uh, uh, we share a lot with uh, foreigners. But here, we can uh, start. Uh, sharing cultural things also between uh, Armenians from Yerevan or from from Hayastan with the diaspora, um, because um, actually I'm currently in Glendale, and I see that sort of from cultural perspective, um, uh, Armenian cultural perspective, Glendale a bit frozen, while Yerevan is just very very, um, um, bo- it's like boiling, and we need just to make it mix or just somehow to help each other. And Guinea Fest could be one of the uh, spots where where this communication will happen. And uh, first of all, thank you to Partamian, thank you, Anna, to you and every participants because that, that was an amazing event. And it's like high end, but I think it, it could be like mass event uh, when everyone can come and try Armenian food, to see a lot of Armenians and just uh, enjoy their uh, day. That, that would be an ultimate goal to have it so big that we can close maybe a, a part of Glendale and have, uh, you know, just a you know, big party on the street and, uh, you know, to have more food and more etc. But it's... Uh, it takes one step at a time, so um, we will. It's like a compounding effect. So we will get there. <laughs> we will get to the point that it will be mass and big. And I heard that it's going to be like direct uh, airlines um, and uh, airline connections between Yerevan and uh, LA. That w- that would also help because uh, currently, when you travel from uh, Yerevan to to California, it takes so long. That you like, <laughs> yeah, you are exhausted by the time That's you true. get there. <clears throat> so, if sometimes uh, it uh, step on part time can make that happen too, that'd be amazing. The, the airlines, <laughs> 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 we're working on it. <laughs> I, I, it will be, 
it will be hashtag third trauma. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Airplane, airline. Airplane, third trauma. Exactly. And we have Artsakh issue also. If he can come. Well, he's moving. Stepan is moving to Armenia, so he will be taking care of all the issues over there. So, Anna, anything you want to add? Um, no, I'm just, I'm really excited to, um, I'm, I'm, I love the collaboration between Armenian and, and, and everyone else abroad, the, the unity and the communication. I think communication is really important. And it's interesting what Arad had said about Glendale, um, Glendale and versus Yerevan. He's right. I think that the, my generation went through a phase of, oh, like, it's just, it's just boring events, you know? And so a, a event like GE <laughs> yeah. you know, an event like GE Fest is something that the young Armenians would be willing to attend and have fun while simultaneously connecting with their roots. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. There's, so there's good. the, there's, there's no, uh, yeah, there's no, the wine culture in the diaspora needs to be developed beyond just, you know. Uh, some wine lovers that love French wine, and because you guys are producing some great, great stuff out there, I'm, I was excited when I saw it in Ar in Armenia and at Guinea Fest. It was just, it was, it was. I knew that the history was there, and the and the and the fruit was there. And now that the winemaking is there, it's, the yeah, the possibility, yeah, possibilities are endless. Um, right, and guys. just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just really quickly too. Um, for example, I had two of my guy friends at the event who. Uh, they like wine, but they don't prefer wine, right? So they arrived and they started with wine so that they can end with brandy. And the at the end of the night, it was, oh my God, I had so much wine. It was so good. It was so great. Like they really got it sucked into the wine. Mm -hmm. I saw them having more wine, talking about more wine than the brandy. I think that the brandy was just their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It was what they know, but they spent more time tasting and talking and meeting with the wine days more exactly yeah i'll just make I'll yeah, one, one more comment well, sorry, sorry one more no comment. we can we can talk forever it's like when when of, you have course, this many course, great people in a conversation it's there's lots to talk about right I, 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 you guys are doing phenomenal out there in the in the southern california area i'm a little bit lonely up here in the in the heart of the wine country right um once in a while, it might be, and me and you, Anush, we talked about it. I'm maybe some kind of a networking situation to just show. I love when I see a Californian winemakers, non-Armenian winemakers, talk and understand about uh, uh, Armenian wine because that kind of, you know, it, it opens up their mind as well. You know what I mean? And uh, so some Let's kind of a network. It. Networking event in Northern California. We, maybe we need Napa. to totally do it, and we'll have um, um, the support of, I'm sure, Ararat and Garland. And with their wines, we can do an event. We can present. Uh, we can be there, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, introduce it. So let's keep the conversation going. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, Greg, uh, I will contact you and really looking forward to um, to dive into this communication and I'm, I'm sure that uh, it, it will give its fruits. Also, Anna, many thanks for uh, for your um, uh, report, uh, the Armenian report. You have one more uh, viewer on your website, <laughs> in Facebook. Uh, it's amazing and really, really good job. 
Thank you. Just don't forget to invite me to your stuff, guys. Oh, how how can okay. how can I go somewhere and not invite you, Anna? You know that. It, it goes without saying. Of it course. goes without saying, guys. I'm I'm so like I'm so I feel like I want to give a huge thanks again to Stepan because every time I, it's it's such an amazing idea and it brought so many people close together, so many brilliant, fun, energetic, um, you know, uh, people that I look up to. You guys are. Everyone is so young and everyone is so driven. You guys are so successful in everything you do and it's just amazing. It's I'm happy to be surrounded by you guys and I'm so happy that you all were there at the Guinea Fest. You helped it make success because if you guys weren't there, it wouldn't be uh, what it is. So thank you, thank you so much. Again, I can't wait till um, the Guinea Fest 2020 next year. I am coming to Armenia in September for the Artsakh Wine Festival, so I'm going to see you, see Garlen. Well, I'm, I might see Ararat next week, but uh, I'm going to see you guys, yeah. and then thank you again. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Anush. Thank you, Anush. Thank you, Anush. This was great. Tune in next week for another episode of A Toast to Armenia with Jano Kabinjian. Find the show online at armeniaproud.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation at facebook.com slash armeniaproud or Twitter at armeniaproud. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.